Good evening, everybody, and I'm sorry I'm late. I have had technical nightmares. Everything has just gone against me, which is why I'm a bit late this evening. But let me get straight into what I want to get into with you guys. Today, this morning, the Bank of England released, as it does every month, the mortgage approvals data, and it's money and credit. Okay, and in the description below this video on YouTube and Facebook and most places everywhere I can, um, I've put a link to this so you can see it for yourself. Now, first of all, let's just have a look at what the headlines said. Okay, let's just have a look at what the headlines said about this. So, within hours of this story coming out, we had headlines reading. UK mortgage approvals rise to highest level in over a year. UK mortgage approvals hit highest since October 22 as market recovers. The Financial Times reports that UK mortgage approvals surge to the highest level since October 2022. The BBC reports housing market shows signs of picking up. The Guardian reports UK mortgage approvals highest since mini-budget chaos. UK mortgage approvals hit peaks since October 2022, surpassing expectations. Mortgage approvals rise to highest level in a year. But rebound unlikely to last. Oh, down the bottom of the list, we start to get clues. Maybe not, not all as well. And mortgage approvals rise to highest levels since October 2022. Now, let me take you straight to the actual graph. So that straight away, people can look at this graph. And it's the pale blue line we're looking at here. But this is, and this is the really important point, this is seasonally adjusted. That's okay. I'm, I'm not objecting to the concept of seasonally adjusted figures. But what I'm saying is when you're looking at month-on-month -month changes, then you have to look at the non-seasonally adjusted figures as well, in case there's a really big difference between what the, the number that they're saying got approved and the number that actually got approved. And this is seasonally adjusted. And it took a while digging around to find the non-seasonally adjusted data. But I did, because I want to show, and we can compare them both, and you can make up your mind. So, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you things are good or bad. I'm going to present the data in the context I think that makes sense and let you decide for yourself. So just again here, this blue line between, let's say, 2014 and 2020, right? That area there, I don't know if you can see my mouse on the screen there, that's sort of the the normal, so what was that, for six years, that was the range, right? Six-year range of what was normal before the pandemic craziness happened. And then the, pan the pandemic craziness happened, okay? And, and afterwards, back in 2021 and 2022, it normalised again at around about the 70,000 a month. That's what I'd like you to remember, right? It's around about 70,000 mortgage approvals per month is the normal, going, going back from all the way from 2022 back to 2013. So that's nearly nine years of 70,000 being the rough monthly normal running rate. 70,000. Remember that number, 70,000. So even with the fact that we're, let's just, let's just accept the um, seasonally adjusted number as normal, it's 55,000, all right? 
And that's up from 51,000 in December, seasonally adjusted, to 55,000 in January, seasonally adjusted. So we're still a long way. We're still like 15,000 or so below the long-term average. So if people want to compare where we are now with what's normal or usual, well, 55,000 versus 70,000. Now, let's go on and let's show you uh, the trend. Again, still using the seasonally adjusted average. And yes, I have taken this from January 2021 when they were very high. Um, but there's the 70,000 mark and we're still down here, okay, at 55,000 or seasonally adjusted. But I also want to show you the non-seasonally adjusted number. Okay. Which is this figure here. And so what... So, so this we're looking at now is... Same monthly Bank of England approvals, but we've removed the seasonal adjustment, and this is showing the actual numbers. And we find that the actual number is not 55,000, but it's 43,000. And this big surge that's reported in all those headlines, the big surge, the surpassing expectations, the best in a year, well, actually, it's not best in a year if you, if you take away seasonal adjusted, this is a graph going back over uh, three years, right? right? All of 2021, all of 2022, all of 2023, and January 24 at the end. And the headlines that you see today are referring to this little tiny uptick at the bottom here in the white circle from, the, from, a, from an extreme low, okay? So... Yes, it's up from an extreme low, but 43,000 compared to the 70,000, which is normal. Even here, you can see 70,000 is normal. To me, this doesn't look like everything's back to normal. To me, this doesn't look like a surge. To me, this looks like a recovery from an extremely low base. And you go back, back here, to January last year, it was even more extremely low. That was immediately the aftermath of the mini budget and the gilt yield spiking and swap rates spiking. And that was last year. So we are up on a year ago. And actually, we're significantly up. So from 30,000 last January to 43,000 this January, you'll say, well, wow, that's like a 35% jump year on year, even with the non-seasonally adjusted numbers. And I'm surprised no one's done that headline, right? 35 mortgage approvals in January 24 jumped 35% compared to January 2023. This is where seasonal adjustment actually helps. It kind of irons out the, the extremes. But these are the real numbers, the real Bank of England numbers going back over three years. And the trend is not dissimilar to the seasonally adjusted ones. But the actual numbers are still a long way below where we normally expect a normal, healthy market to be. Now, I'm just trying to provide balance here because I really, really struggle. Every single week, there's another house price index, whether it's Right Move or Zoopla. Zoopla is out today as well. Or the Land Registry or Halifax or Nationwide. or And, and every single time they are, the, the, the way that they're reported in the headlines makes it all look like everything's fine and everything's normal. And what I'm trying to say is 
these aren't normal numbers. Normal numbers are up here at 70,000 for mortgage approvals. These numbers aren't normal. And when people say, oh, it's the highest in a year, you've got to remember that 2023 was a shockingly bad year. It wants to be better than 2023, doesn't it? So when you hear people saying, oh, we're back in a normal market, well, at the front lines, there is a spike in activity, definitely, uh, and a significant spike, especially in instruction, uh, sorry, valuation requests. And Zoopla's details, which we're not going to go into now, I'll do that probably in tomorrow's video, we'll go through Zoopla's stuff, shows that, that there is an activity uptick. But again, it's from a very, very low base. So last January was really extremely low in activity levels and mortgage lending levels. And we are up on that. And that's welcome. Brilliant. You know, we're 10 or 15% up on this time last year, but last year was shockingly bad. We are still very, very low in terms of where activity levels should be, okay? And where the activity seems to be going up the highest is actually in numbers of sellers coming to the market. And all the different indicators seem to suggest that. Now, transaction volumes and a pickup in transaction volumes is great for everybody. And I welcome it, and I hope it continues. I really, really hope that the increase in transaction numbers continues. I really, really do. Um, I, I want that as much as, if not more, than everybody else does. But these figures out today, I do not see as cause for celebration. A welcome improvement, absolutely. A recovery from extreme lows, absolutely. Um, but cause for, oh, everything's fine, it's back to normal, it's bouncing up, it's boosting, it's, you know. No, it, it's, it's none of those things. It is a welcome, modest improvement, and that is it. Now, I'm exhausted because the relentlessness of the everything's okay guff is unchallenged by anyone except for me that I can find in, in meaningful numbers. I can't see anywhere in the media any meaningful cold, sober reporting of these numbers. I just see parroting of headlines and people going, oh, boosts and surges and recoveries and normal. I don't know. What do you think? Does that look normal to you? It doesn't look normal to me. Um, I, you know, and, and yes, this tab, which is, the, this is the seasonal adjusted, slightly less spiky, but the same shape as the non-seasonally adjusted one. And go back to the long-term graph. Yeah. We can iron out the spike, the COVID spike. 70,000 is normal. 55,000 is not. And 43,000 definitely isn't normal. All right. So I, I think that the reporting of today is wholly unhelpful for people trying to understand whether or not things are back to normal. Now, this is not to say things aren't moving. Things are moving. Properties are selling. This is good news. Um, but prices, we don't have any real transparency of prices yet, do we? We still don't see what prices are doing. But everywhere I'm talking to agents, anywhere and everywhere, they're they are both agreeing on the same thing. There's a lot more property coming to the market. Overpricing is still causing everything to be slowed down. Okay? And my view is this. Where we are with the 
long-term... Because remember, guys, the last time there was a major house price downturn, it, it actually went over several years, and especially the 90s one, the 89 to 92, so it's that four years house prices slid for. They didn't crash. They don't crash. They're not crashing now. They are sliding. And we're well into the slide. It won't be reported for a while because of the big lag on land registries. And why, why am I saying this? Because I just am desperately trying to stop people overpaying. I'm trying to stop sellers coming to the market thinking everything's fine and overpricing it and then missing the market and not being able to move because they're priced too high. And I'm trying to stop buyers borrowing up on their mortgage to 90%, 95%, thinking that the market's okay and normal and nothing's, nothing's going to go down, and then finding themselves in negative equity for a year. Truly, it's exhausting. It's relentless. And today, when I posted on X about showing, hang on a second, let's look at the bank's data and let's look at both seasonally adjusted and non-seasonally adjusted. Let's look at the numbers. Mm, what do you think? Surging back to normal recovery or actually just recovering from extreme lows? And I got quite a quite a vicious reaction from the people who don't like hearing that things aren't that great. But without any argument, they just went, oh, no, Charlie, you're sounding desperate. I, I, desperate, no. Tired? Yes. <laughs> tired, yes. I'm very, very tired of having to repeat this and bang this same drum every week, week in, week out, when even I have estate agents on this channel saying, why does anyone think it's like it was in 2022? We're way down. We're probably back to 2029 teen prices. I had Katie Fox on earlier this week saying exactly that back to 2019 prices of what she feels roughly where she is. Um, there is absolutely no sustainable, steady evidence of prices going up. I think that the indices, which are all over the place, are giving us a confusing picture. I think overall national averages of the four countries together are completely blowing the picture of the fact that Northern Ireland and Scotland have been doing something very different from England and Wales. Um, and I think it's deliberately – I'm just reading some of your comments here. Guys, I, you say I'm preaching to the choir, so Canton as Kung Fu Kick says – oh, hang on. Charlie, I sometimes feel like you're preaching to the choir here. Um, I don't have anywhere else to preach this message. <laughs> right? I know a lot of you are with me and support me, but then why is no one else picking this up? Why, despite my relentless attempts to communicate just the truth of what's happening, does it not get picked up anywhere? Where else would you like me to preach this message? Julian Westcott, the whole property market is in total denial. It's only going to get worse. I agree. But how do we get the large media publications reporting this to use their noggins and actually go, hmm, should we just take an objective, impartial, open-minded look at this data? Or shall we just say everything's fine? Um, so do we have any questions from anyone on this? Because if you are a... All right, Gavin Ward says, question, what happened to the, your work with the BBC on the discrepancy? Um, the BBC will only publish stuff where there is actual, verifiable, concrete, hard proof evidence. Uh, and 
there isn't and won't be until the one to one and a half year delay of the land registry's reporting of prices across everything, not just the tiny, tiny sample size they use for each new month they report, but the whole amount. Until we've got that, we can't. There is there is no there is no um, incontrovertible proof. And that's why we haven't been able to proceed with the discrepancy that we were going to. So I hope that answers that questions. Because I, so as Zed says, what else do you think the media are lying about, Charlie? I, I'm not, I don't think the journalists writing these things think they're lying. I don't think they're lying or they're trying to lie on purpose. I think they are just mouthpieces parroting press releases. And I think it's the way that they're choosing to interpret it. Okay? Because January's mortgage approvals were sharply up on December's. That's not a lie. But they're failing to provide the context. That's the problem. I, I, I just think, you know, for the same reason the BBC won't do this discrepancy about between the house prices uh, and, and the truth is because there is not enough incontrovertible proof of it. And the, the big papers will only print stuff after it's happened when there's verifiable data. That's all they can do. So. Um, what else do we have here? Yeah, Daniel Birchall on X says, an ostrich doesn't pull its head out of the sand to look at something it doesn't like. <laughs> I like that. Very true. So Chaos says, how long until a sold house gets onto the land registry on average? Well, I don't know what the average is, but they start coming onto the land registry two months after completion. And they don't finish reporting that month's completions for about another 15 to 18 months. In fact, they don't completely finish 100% ever, it would appear. Um, but they get to sort of 90, 95% from memory, if I'm right. Um, Alex will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it, it takes about 18 months. So between two and 18 months, that's how long it takes. Um So, guys, that was it, really. I just wanted to to make sure that I put some balanced uh, commentary, some balanced commentary to what's out there. Because if you are an innocent, uninitiated, unresearched mover, and you go look at today's headlines, you come away thinking everything was fine, like everything's normal, and I'm just. I'm saying I'm looking at those numbers, and like normal is seventy thousand mortgage approvals a month. Uh, Fifty-five isn't normal, and forty-three certainly isn't normal. Um, Rich Cook says you can request the land registry to do it faster. Yes, but you have to have a, a reason where there's a real uh, risk of loss if you don't get it faster. The problem is that doesn't help it when one or two get it done quickly. We need all of them done more quickly. Yeah. Urban Achiever says, hey, Charlie, even when there is some bad news, the press do spin it, so it seems to not to me too bad, e.g. region mortgage rates increases. Exactly right. The media says when mortgage rates are cut, they say that they're slashed and cut and reduced. And when mortgage rates rise, they just say mortgage rates have changed. It's really true. Um, Andrew says, you note that the HP, the house price indices, are mainly produced by people with a vested interest in them showing good news. 
That is a very, very good point. Um, first, he says, uptick in mortgage approvals. Isn't this just buyers locking in rates as lenders have been pulling some of the best ones? Yep, there will be some of that. And again, don't forget, this is this is slightly lagged. This is, we're, you know, we're 29th of February. It's about to be March. Most of you will probably watch this when it's March. Um, and these are January's approvals that were things that were applied for at the beginning of January. When there was, there was a real uptick in, in people mortgage applications in January. And I've always agreed with that. I saw that myself. Um, but, you know, where we are now coming into March, not sure that uptick has really kept up. Um, oh, wow. Tony TK. Great name. Hello, Tony. I did some work for a couple who worked for the land industry the other week. They told me, in general, three months, but worst case scenario, two years. Uh, Rochelle Fulconer says, question, why not lower than 35% average? I need houses to prices to drop and become affordable. You and everyone else, Rochelle. You and almost everyone else. Um, and, and unfortunately, for first-time buyers, the, the falls won't be as, as big as 35%. They'll be Average 35%, but that'll be average between the larger falls at the higher end, and there's not quite so large falls in the lower end. But there are still, you know, there are still major falls already in many areas of the country. Um, Sully S says, first time buyer here, alarmingly high decline in asking prices on one bed prices over the past three months or so. Um, yeah, uh, there will be areas where that's happening. Yeah, James Phillips makes a very good point. It's regional, of course, but I'm telling you from the coalface. What coalface is that, James? Can you can you tell us? Um, it's only now we are seeing liquidity because we are aggressively trying to talk the truth about the whole economy. Well, I, I've had conversations with agents now, and actually there are a lot of agents who are very, very, very tired of the clogging up effect of talking the market up when it's not going up. They just their their pipelines are just constipated uh, and it's really hard getting deals over the line so there, but there, there's a welcome uptick in activity definitely there there is an uptick but from a very low base the uptick in activity on buyers there is a big increase in sellers coming to the market i think looking at the front line listening to one of the agents say a lot of people asking how much is my house worth um so i think it, it feels so slow but it, it does still seem to be happening as i've always expected um Sean Watts says, in the world of instant information transfer via API, the lag in moving data is inexcusable. I agree. My industry has central government data services to benefit consumers, and same should exist for moving. Yep, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, Yeah, Andrew says, house prices form such a large part of our GDP, for better or worse, you can hardly blame all concerned for not keeping a good face in the situation for the same reason as no one talks up a recession. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Westcott says, I just decided to seasonally adjust my bills to my clients by about 30%. <laughs> yeah, we've had Sainsbury's. Yeah, Sainsbury's have announced 1,500 layoffs today, which is bad news for all those people. Um, and don't forget, guys, there's another million people to come off their cheap fixed rates this year. Uh, that's not going to help 
house prices go up, is it? Um, there are accelerating job losses. Uh, there is accelerating credit defaults, uh, accelerating mortgage defaults. There are, I'm hearing anecdotally, increasing evidence of more and more repossessions coming to the market. Um, and yeah, asking prices are still very, very unrealistic in most places because, because most people who don't spend their time studying macroeconomics are unaware of the true state of the economy and the true state of the housing market because it's just glossed over. Um, any more questions on this, guys? Um, it's nice to see you all talking about it. Um, yeah, just ignore asking prices. Guys, forgive me. Um, I'm absolutely beat. I've got. You can probably tell I'm really low on energy, so I'm 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 going to spare you all my dull droning and wish you all a very happy evening. Uh, and tomorrow is Five Fact Friday, so I'll see you all tomorrow to update this another week that's just gone. Thanks, guys. Have a great evening, and I'll see you on the next one. And if you are, um, if you're buying, remember, don't overpay. It's always a good time to buy if you find a house that you can afford. Don't ever pay. And if you're selling, don't have a price. Uh, and let's see if we can get this market going. And thank you to all of you who have been inquiring with my mortgage brokers and my conveyancing partners. You can do so at that link there. And by the way, it helps me, right? Wherever you go and get your mortgage or wherever you get your conveyancing from, someone somewhere is going to get an introduction fee for that. If you'd like to help me out, then using my guys also helps me because I get that introduction fee from the conveyancers and from the mortgage brokers. All right, guys. So um, please, please, if you don't have another person you really want to use, in which case you should do that first, um, my guys are proving themselves to be ultra reliable, ultra effective, quick, and really, really care about the customers, both on the mortgage and the competitive front. All right, guys, that's it. Enough rambling. Lots of love and luck to everyone. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.